0: Motorcycle
1: Man! Good evening everyone and welcome to the Motorcycle Man podcast. This is episode 125. Hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and whatever holiday you celebrate during this time of year. And here we are on the cusp of The entry of 2018. Isn't that something? So here I am in a corner booth all by myself at the V-Twin Cafe. Thank you for tuning in and, of course, listening to the show. And also, thank you very much for listening to all Motorcycle Man episodes. And if you'd like to help out the show, you can do that by going to our website, which is MotorcycleMen.us, And there's this big old donate button right there. You can hit that and you can make a one-time donation if you want to help us out. All right. Every little bit helps. Another way you can help, you can go over to uh, iTunes and give us some feedback. Good, bad, or indifferent. Doesn't matter. We, uh, we want to hear it all. And while you're at it, you can also send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Go to that contact page on our website and send us a note that way. And, of course, uh, we will comment during our show if you uh, want to say something. Now, as you know, here at the Motorcycle Man Podcast, we like to introduce you to other people who do the same dumb thing that we do, and that's a podcast. Or, or you know, blogs or moto blogging, whatever. But in this particular case, we got some fellow podcasters now that's going to be on the show. Join me here in the V-Twin Cafe and tell us all about it. And stay tuned for that coming right up. Uh, next week, what do I got going on? Not a lot. I might actually take the week off and not do anything. Uh, we'll be back in the studio on the 9th of January. We, Tim Buck 2 and Chris Joker will be doing our show. And uh, that will be welcoming in the new year. All right. Uh, right now, let's get to that uh, interview with our new friends out from the West Coast. All right. Joining me now here in the corner booth at the V-Twin Cafe, you'll understand that later, Uh, (laughs) I have two ladies from the West Coast. You guys are in California, right? Yes. Where where in California?
2: Southern California, Riverside. We're inland a little bit. Okay,
1: cool. Well, I have Connie and Beulah from Girl on a Moto Podcast. They're going to join us here this evening and tell us all about what they do and maybe even what they don't do. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Hello,
3: hi, Great. thanks for having
1: us. So uh, I'll let you guys duke it out as to which who wants to go first and talk first. Oh, Beulah's pointing at, at Connie, so I guess we're going to go that way. So. <laughs> okay. uh, so, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self? That's that's uh. between your first beer and diapers. You know, leave that out, okay? <laughs> so anything after that.
3: Nobody cares about that. No, nobody
1: cares about that. So, <laughs>
3: um, so my motorcycle self—I guess it—it's kind of like cliche, and I hate hate to say that, but it is. My dad uh, has been a biker my whole life, and when I was a kid, I kind of just idolized him. I thought he was the coolest fucking thing, riding out of the driveway. You know, I always just admired him. So, but um, but I'm not really. But I'm a Not really like a passenger person. I'm not meant for like the backseat or even the passenger of a car.
0: Right.
3: Um, So I knew it was like a goal for me to to have my own motorcycle and have that thing that I could bond with my dad over. He's uh, he he's the kind of guy who he has a he had an old airstream trailer in the backyard where he went. Yeah. Well, (laughs) he would play records and smoke a bowl and. And I would just try to, like, you know, hang out with him. And so uh, I think that's where my, like, love for motorcycles, definitely my dad. Right. And then... Okay. Uh,
1: well, what did your I, dad ride? What did he ride?
3: Uh, he has a old 71 Ironhead. So wow, nice. That he still currently has. So, <laughs> And it's always, you know, it would be like my mom would say... You know, shit hit the fan, and we knew, like, it wasn't going to be a good day if dad's bike wasn't running. So, oh, okay. so uh, it's kind of how it is at this, in my household, too, now. All right. several so months always running. It's just my husband that's not. <laughs> did Al get his? When did he get his? Same day as this. That was a deal. Like, uh, they came together. It was okay. a package deal. My bike and my husband's.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, really? That was a package yeah. deal?
3: Yeah. It was kind of like, if you want one. I
1: get one too. <laughs> oh, good deal.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, it's been a little over two years for me. Al kind of was just like the day he got his motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like he already knew how to ride. I'm sure he had done it before because he got on and did it. But for me, um, my uncle actually taught me how to ride. Yeah. my dad. And I had a falling out after my mom passed away, and Aww. kind of one of my almost like a my, it just like for me it made a point to him. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm still gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do <laughs> with or without you. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, right, we don't we don't fucking curse on this show, so be careful.
3: Okay. I'm so fucking sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, fucking glad bad. you are. <laughs> All right.
3: And so yeah, I got my bike Willie Nelson two years ago.
1: We're gonna get in, we're gonna get into that very shortly. We'll find <laughs> out about that.
3: Yeah, so that's my motorcycle self. It it definitely comes from my dad. All
0: right, cool Deal?
3: And I for sure was inspired, like
2: seeing my dad's pictures from the seventies. He had like that image you see now, like these cool fucking chopper dudes, whatever. Like that was my dad for reals in the seventies. Wow. He had his first bike that he bought is when he was in the Marines, he bought a 69 Bonneville Mm -hmm. and this wasn't enough for him. So he bought a 46 Indian and just like chopped it all up himself. He wanted to get in the garage and just make it his own. He had like 14 overs, custom handlebars, a King queen seat. Like, so, you know, and he just was a partier. I don't, I didn't really know. I never was around it, but I like these like cool pictures. Um, but so that make def-
1: You want to be in it though. That's why
2: it definitely was like an inspiration yeah. and it was a way like after I got my bike, we started to talk a lot more about that kind of stuff. And
0: okay.
2: that was kind of cool. But like to actually get my bike, um, I, I don't even know why I wanted one so bad. I just, I don't know. It's just something like, okay, well this is what I want to do now. And it happened and I got my bike about five years ago and I've, the guy who sold it to me I think I i ride more than he does and like everyone is just really impressed at like how I took to it like it's the only thing I really like to do wow. and so I've got um, an iron 83 it's a 2012 and I have over 50,000 miles on it and I just if, if I have free time like that's where it goes is to go ride
1: well yeah you California people have that luxury.
2: Because we're in Southern California and it's two days after Christmas
1: and it's 83 degrees outside. <laughs> Rub
2: it in. Rub it in. Go ahead. That's all right. That's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now, those 50,000 miles, are those your miles?
2: What do you mean my miles?
1: Are they yours? Did you did you put the, all those miles on yourself?
2: I put, so I bought my bike with, uh, it had 2,500 miles on it. So
1: Wow. Awesome.
3: 52,000 of those are mine. <laughs> How about you, Connie? Um, I know when I bought my bike, it had 10,000 miles on it. And I, I don't currently, I don't know what it has on it right now.
1: How do you not know
3: that now, but I don't, I'll, I can let you know. Go
1: look right now. Go look.
0: I want to know.
2: All right. (laughs) Mine has 55,000 miles on it because I had to talk to my mechanic about it. I, I did some, it needs a lot of work right now. It's currently in the shop. Really? Why does it need work? Um, I think I didn't maintain it properly. I didn't realize like how much attention I had to pay to my bike. So I'm learning as I'm going and my husband, he only got his bike this year. And so it's not, So hanging out in the garage and doing this stuff is really our thing. Like I just want to go ride and I'll change pretty much, you know, when I'm kind of supposed to. And apparently (laughs) or like specific about when you change it and, you know, they're using good quality stuff. So I'm learning. It's an expensive hobby, but I'm well, well, yeah,
1: it can be. So you said it's an Iron 883? Mm-hmm. I, that's a, I love that bike.
2: Well, that's one of my favorites. The, the damage that I did to it, I feel – I don't know all, like, the tech talk stuff, but it's something with, like, the crank thing, and yeah. then there's, like, a little piston, like, down – or <laughs> something in the bottom – And that got loose and was like wiggling back and forth. And then that made my pistons like slam inside the cylinder. Oh, dear. So So I broke a lot of stuff. And because of um, how much I need to replace on it, instead of just replacing it and breaking even on the bike, I'm going to upgrade it to a 1200 motor since I have to replace so many parts anyway. So um, that's currently the situation. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, crap.
2: My husband let me, lets me ride his if I really am like itching to get out, especially when the weather is so nice. What does
0: he have? He has a 2005 um,
2: 883 Sportster, but it's it's chopped up all. No kidding. It's got a cool fender and a cool paint job and cool handlebars. You
1: know, the, i tell you what, the 883 is like, well, I, I had an 883. It was a 94. I had that mm-hmm. for 10 years. And that was I loved that bike. It was a great bike. But uh, yeah. I will eventually get back into a Sportster because I like the Sportsters a lot a great bike. Yeah,
2: yeah, a quick ride, and you know, as long as you know what you're doing, the maintenance is pretty, you know, easy. And as long as you're taking care of it, it's 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 reliable. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So that is like, I'm not so much
3: worried about how it looks as just can I ride it.
1: (laughs) And she's back. So what's the what's the tally? Uh,
3: It was twenty three thousand more miles that I put on it myself. Nice.
1: Wow, great. And how long have you had it? Yeah. How long have you had it?
3: I've had it for two years, a little over two years.
1: That's not bad. That's that's that's, that's, that's admirable. That's pretty good. Excellent. About- so I'll tell you what. Let's. Uh, so somebody's out and they're on the they're they're on the internet and they're browsing around and they find your podcast on iTunes for the first time. So what can they expect from Girl on a Moto episode?
3: Um, I think like so. I listen to a few um, podcasts, and I would say if Google puts it the best way. It's kind of like. If you tune in, you're getting to eavesdrop on like just friends' conver- like friends' conversation. Basically. Oh, okay. That's just it. A couple, a couple of girls well, on a moto. Yeah, it's always going to be something uh, motorcycle related. We definitely um, advocate for females in the community. Cool. So a lot of our guests are, are usually females, and um, we're always trying to basically kind of. Uh, Give them the the spotlight for the hour or whatnot, and we just kind of shoot the shit, and the guests can listen. It's not like we're not really tech talk. Definitely not a tech. That's (laughs) that's okay. Yeah, because there's podcasts for that.
1: Um, exactly. That's what I always say. If you want smart (laughs) stuff, you listen to Motorcycles and Misfits. you You listen to Eliza and those guys, or you listen to Phil over Cleveland Moto. You listen to them. If you want stupid shit, you listen to people like me and you guys. That's what exactly what it is right, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna. Yeah. I could tell you how to change the oil. That's about yeah. it. Beulah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what we'll gave you the idea to start doing your podcast?
3: Um. So for me, one day, um, I drive a lot for work, and I listen to podcasts, and. A big one for me at the time was uh, Writers on the Norm. Oh, really? Yeah, I really love those guys, and I like their style. The style of their show is is kind of similar to ours. There's not just, like, there's not, like, a solid format, and it's not a ton of tech talk, but they're, you know, bullshitting, and they have friends on sometimes, and that's kind of exactly what ours is, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of who inspired me, and I went, you know, and I just said, I wish there was one of these, but, like, from a girl's point of view. And then that's when I was like, my uh, old friend of mine said, do it. <laughs> so How I said, that? yeah. So it's basically writers on the norm, listening to them, listening to other motorcycle podcasts and just wishing that there was like a girl's point of view.
1: Well, there you go. Now you started out as a talk moto to me. Yes. Right now. Is that like, a? is this like continue where that one left off or is this just a totally different thing?
3: Um, it's kind of um, like a little bit of both because obviously I was on that podcast. So I'm still, it's still me going on and these new adventures and new people that I meet. But it's definitely different because um, for me, a goal was like I, like Eula is a, a great co host and uh, mm-hmm. has a lot to, to bring to the table. <laughs> she has a lot of, she's been writing longer than I have and she just, you know, knows a lot of people. So I feel like. It's different. It's, it definitely changes the game when your co-host is is also a rider too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, with regard to your show, now you guys, are, well, you, you're in you're in uh, Southern California, so naturally yes. you get to ride a lot. No need to tell me more about that. We'll get into <laughs> it. Do you have any favorite rides that you do there in Southern California?
3: So, um, Buell and I were just talking about it because I can't say that I have like a, a favorite, mm-hmm. but. We, we did like there was kind of a consensus for, for me. It's Big Bear's great because it's close by and it gives me like just enough. Always, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I know how much time it's going to take me. <laughs> it's always usually cooler and it's got like, or you can take three, to, and there's like four different ways to get there, so you can always take a different route to Big Bear. So, Big Bear is probably one of my favorites.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. is that the same place that has the big mountain bike downhill events all the time? I'm sure. I don't know. I think I'm not. Oh, I- yes.
3: They just did have the Amgen.
1: That's what I thought. Okay.
3: Yep. I was there for that. It's different when it's mountain bike. When bikes. you sure. mountain
1: bike too?
3: No, I actually was there for work. And oh, so I. Okay. The whole- they take over the whole town.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> what you were going to say.
2: Well, for me, my favorite riding... Yes, we're in Southern California. The weather's beautiful. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just keep repeating that. You doing that for a
2: reason? <laughs> it is. I mean, that's it, it's it, it just is, yeah. and there, you're talking. You know, we're really like We have the desert. We have the mountains. We mm-hmm. have the. Beach. And so we can get you know whatever we want. So it's like, well, what's the weather like? How much time do I have? Right. But for me, me personally, my favorite ride. Um, there's uh, from Temecula and then it goes around Lake Henshaw um, it's from the 76 to the 79 people down here will know that is uh, terribly sorry um, it's like it the <laughs> wine kind of goes like, through some like desert plateaus and then it's it takes me about 20 minutes to get to the good writing the one downfall of writing in Southern California is yes we have a lot of beautiful writing but it's like an hour through gnarly LA Tractic. traffic to get through it really. The beach, yeah. the beach is beautiful, but once you get on the coast, it's a bunch of stop and go. Yeah. So, you know, it can be kind of a bummer until you get past Ventura. It doesn't really open up. So, I just like to go where it, I, it can just be open and you know the weather's beautiful. <laughs> and um, so, for me, my favorite ride is through Temecula and then um, back down through almost Oceanside. And it's about an hour and a half. And
0: oh, really? Like, okay.
2: like the Big Bear, there's, you know, several different routes you can take, and there's different little offshoots, and you can go up to Palomar Mountain, and I just like to go where it's open.
1: All right, yeah, because I'm looking at the map right now, and you guys actually, well, you know, I guess you are kind of far away from the Salton Sea. That's that's kind of a ride, huh?
2: That's And that's yeah. a cool ride, too, and, like, once you get out there, that's really cool, too. So you can, take, um, you can go from Temecula and take some other back mountain roads mm-hmm. and get down through Palm Springs and into Salton Sea just just nice, big, long, open rides. Wow. I'm not really like technical stuff. I don't really like stuff where I've got to, like... We definitely have a lot of roads, like Ortega Highway out here. There's a lot of those racers that like to get down there and go super fast and stuff like that. But that's not the kind of riding that I like to do. I just like to cruise.
1: I get it. I totally, totally get it. We have a little yeah. bit of that here in New Jersey, although not at 18 degrees. But we do have <laughs> a little bit of that here. But so you have to we say here in order to get to the good stuff, you have to get through all the crap first, you know, so we know exactly what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) uh, Getting back to this, uh, uh, do you think it's important for your, for your show to highlight women riders uh, or women in motorcycling uh, as you do?
3: Um, I don't necessarily think it's important. Um, I think because I've like with my previous podcast, I've had guys on the show too. And there's a lot, Amazing guys out there um, especially the, the supportive ones we always like to talk with those guys and have them on and different stuff but um, I like that that's a place like kind of how I thought I'd like this if it was girls so now we made it something that there's somewhere someone can go and listen and it be girls um, our guest doesn't always have to be girls by us being there it still brings like a femininity to it so
1: great no, you're absolutely right. I think I think it's, I think it's good that you do that. Uh, one of the things I skipped right over, and I want to get back and ask you this now. You mentioned earlier that uh, your bike is Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us Will- a little bit about that.
3: So, um, when I thought about like when I was first thinking of like, okay, I want to buy a motorcycle. I obviously like was thinking small because of budget and. And just um, I wanted something that was going to be easy to learn on, and then there was nothing out there. And so I got to ride on my uncle's 883, and I didn't drop it, and I felt comfortable, and I, I loved it. So then when I went to play Harley Davidson, it was uh, important. I knew like I'm one of those people that will outgrow things, like or get bored with stuff. So I was like, okay, I want to go bigger. And I just looked at the not the showroom floor, because they have all the bikes outside. Yeah. And Willie Nelson's a 72. So he's got like that old look to him, like a cool, like classic look. Mm-hmm. And it's like rusty orangey color and it sparkles. And I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I looked at that bike and I knew I wanted that bike. And at the time, like, I just didn't have like the money. Or it was just not in the cards. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, my husband, who's good friends with Brandon and Quaid, they made a deal, and he was like, "So we're gonna go get that bike," and I was like, "No way!" And, oh, <laughs> and really? yeah, I was so fucking stoked, and and it was still there, which was like meant to be, you yeah. know, because it was really a good looking bike, and it didn't have a ton of miles on it, and um. I just was like, it's Willie Nelson. And my husband's like, what? And I was like, well, you know, like, I'm a girl. And so I ride the bike. I was like, cars, like, you get in them. So you could name them girl names. I go, I'm a girl. And I ride my bike, So I feel that he should have a guy's name. And then my husband was like, well, I'm just not sure that I, like, want you riding something named Willie between your legs. (laughs) So we laugh about it now, but ever since like it's since the day I brought that bike home, it's in Willie Nelson, but why Willie Nelson? Well, I love Willie Nelson first of all, and how can you not like the man's amazing, and uh I like I literally think in my head on the road again, and like like a <laughs> oh,
1: okay, bit- all right, so there's the correlation, <laughs> but I can Maybe. assure you Willie Nelson doesn't sparkle <laughs> I, I just can tell you that for sure, <laughs> what <laughs> Willie Nelson does not sparkle,
3: oh yeah. no. <laughs> no. I don't know what Willie Nelson you are looking at, but my Willie Nelson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I can tell you what, you know, the 72 is a great model sports, and I'm really disappointed that Harley Davidson stopped producing it.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's Uh, a really great bike. Yeah, it was a good throwback, but I kind of feel like, I mean, obviously it's a throwback, the 72, so I know that maybe, you know, hopefully for those Dyna guys, they'll do it again, you know, (laughs) way longer further down the road it'll be like the throw
1: Throwback. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. How about you, Bill? You got a name for your bike? Pardon? Do you have a name for your bike?
2: Oh, My bike's name is Hazel. Okay. Um Like, like Witch Hazel. Okay. Because um, she's got some like a super tall pointy sissy bar and it's all flat black and I've got these like cool built well uh, breezer handlebars that are pointy and it just is like eh. Okay. And when I started riding <laughs> Um, I would always pin my hair up, and this is where a girl on a moto comes in. Like guys aren't going to have this fucking opinion on how to name their bike, um, but I but <laughs> put bobby pins in my hair to keep my bangs from like flipping out in my in my helmet. And I would was always leaving bobby pins all over the place. And with people, you know, speeds out of frame. There's like all these bobby pins hanging out in the air. So that's where Hazel came from.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, I get it. Wow. Uh, that's bobby that's, pins, huh? Why don't you try a do-rag? Yeah. Maybe a do-rag will work just as good, no?
2: But that's... what's, what's a I whole gonna, different kind of bike. what, yeah, what I am I going to call my bike? Like, like, do-rag Deborah or something? <laughs> <laughs> you better watch
1: out. You'll end up with another nickname, you know. While, while I'm on the topic, do you have a rider name? Do you have a rider nickname? Oh, oh you're shaking your head like you do.
2: No, I, I don't. Like, I, I don't know if You may
1: have like just it. named yourself already, though.
2: No, no. My my nickname, like, but that this is just in general is Beulah. Like, that's not the name on my driver's license. So everybody just calls me Beulah. So that's that's it. I haven't okay. had them, an official yeah. sergeant. I don't know. Sergeant. You
1: just said Durag Debbie. I don't know. That may have to go. <laughs> they may have to be it. <laughs> We're
2: not gonna make it stick.
1: It, well, uh, you know what? I've made others stick. So, <laughs> Connie.
2: Okay. okay. Okay, this is the part you can edit out.
1: <laughs> do- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I want to do that now.
2: When our friends listen to us, I feel
3: uh, I feel a doom I
1: the feel a future. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just it. You see people, you know, now that it's been said, now that it's been said sorry. <laughs> but go ahead, Connie.
2: Moving on.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> do you have a writer name?
3: Um, I don't have, I don't think like I have a biker like rider name, but I know like in the motorcycle community, a lot of people just like know people by their Instagram handles yeah. and cause I'll get that like in app things are like, Oh yeah, you're raise hell and babies. And so that's, that's what mine would be. I what say was that raise, again? raise hell and babies,
1: raise hell and babies. That's kind of long to say it. It's gotta be shorter.
3: It's gotta yeah, be something well,
1: shorter than that.
3: Well oh well my uncle does jokingly call me little hellraiser.
1: Okay
0: because
3: the fucking raise hell and babies thing. He'll be like, All
1: right, little hellraiser. Like, yeah, all right. That, well, you started you because when you said raising hell and babies, it almost sounds it sounded like you said hell and babies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you? What's your what's your biker nickname? Wrong way. Have, what? Wrong way. Wrong, wrong way.
3: way.
1: Yeah.
2: Because you're is... always going
1: the wrong way. Pretty much. Oh, I don't necessarily go the wrong way, but if there's a wrong way to go, I'm going to find it. Go there. Yeah. Oh, all right. So we got uh, Durag Debbie and Helen Babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: Uh, <laughs> great. God. All right. So all those of you who are listening to this podcast, now when you meet Connie and Beulah, you know what to call them. Uh, with regard to uh, motorcycles and and riders do you you think there's anything that we as a motorcycle community can do to get more women especially new to riders new women to riders on bikes
3: Um, I think like if you're asking as as a rider what riders can do to help build and get more riders I think um, basically just being more welcoming like a a lot of people that's kind of another reason I wanted to do the podcast. Um, I love women, and I have—I'm fortunate to have a lot of great friends, but I've come across a few that are dicks too. And yeah. and you know, I don't like people who think they're too cool for school. Like there's, you know, that's the shit that I don't like. I think they're for chicks too. Sometimes girls have the idea in their head that they want to be the only badass chick on a bike, and that's just not going to happen. So once you realize that you're not going to be the only cool broad on a bike then you might as well just start being more welcoming to other chicks and and making friends i think that's probably the biggest thing just putting out better vibes Mm
1: -hmm. how's the how is the uh the women on motorcycling chicks on bikes how's that whole thing out in california
3: oh there's a ton of us oh yeah i think yeah there's god there's a lot of us i think we're really fortunate to to be able, like, Gula was honestly one of the first women that I ever met. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and she even had business parts. <laughs> so, like, Gula was doing doing exactly what I said, just being welcoming, and she was my first friend that I, like, met outside of my regular friends, I think. And, and uh, it was just because of motorcycles. It was just like, before, oh, yeah, because, yeah, purely because That's
1: great. That's great. Yeah, we don't, we don't, We there are women who ride in New Jersey, that goes without saying, but, You just don't see it that much, you know? Yeah. And and whenever I speak to somebody, regardless of where they're from, that's one of the things I like to ask them, whether if it's on on air or off air, you know, are there a lot of women riding where you are? And I get mixed answers, and a lot of times I hear, oh, there may be, but I don't know, you know? But it's good to hear that there is. it's out there in California. I'm sure the weather has something to do with it.
2: That has a lot to do with it. And, of course, like, you know, we're so densely populated out here that it's easy to make connections. And for me, the first time I really met like a shit ton of women was the first big ride out. I don't know if you've heard of that camp out. It's an annual camp out now. Yeah. It's girls on motorcycles and it and it's it's only women. And so I went to the first one and there was only 50 girls there and I didn't know one of them. I've never met one of mm-hmm. them before. And then my personal you know, women in motorcycling community grew from that and just the handful of girls that I met, I got to connect with more girls from mm-hmm. that. It just kind of grew and grew, and I always like I go back to that moment of meeting those women for the first time, and it wasn't like you know who's too freaking cool. Like we were all there, we were all excited, we we're all there for the same. And that for me is like I wanted I want to do that for other people because I knew how it felt, I knew how I needed it, and and I just want to give that same you know open welcoming arms to to other women that want to ride or just find find one other person or. You know, whatever. We have a there's a few riding groups out here. There's a couple different chapters of the Lidas There's um a couple groups in San Diego, um, Eastside Moto Babes in LA. There's um you know, there's a few smaller Bells on Bikes, bells on bikes is one is a <laughs> yes, that bells
0: on bikes, I've heard of them.
2: That's a, a group that um I was I started or a few of my friends started and I was in there in the beginning and we were holding monthly women's rides. There was no um place for, you know, people and just in our age group, um, that wasn't like a hog chapter or something, just like something genuine and, and off to, and I don't have anything against those if that's where you want to meet people, but there's other options. And so we just wanted to do a monthly get together and, and just ride and meet other people. So if like you're from LA and you're coming to Orange maybe will meet another girl that's from LA I can hook up later. But to know that there is like a monthly women's ride where you could j- just show up. That's that's what we wanted to do.
1: Cool. Do you, you ever get guys to show up for those rides, too?
2: Occasionally, but on, for our flyers, we would put that it's a ladies-only ride because I don't yeah. want it to be like, single scene. And it's not yeah. that it's not created, but a ride with those people on another weekend. This yeah. one is specifically for, for women. It's like, you know, if you don't have any other friend riders or whatever and you just want to meet another girl who, like, I don't know, you just want to hook up and, and, you know, go ride around and get coffee or go shopping for helmets or whatever you want to do. It was, it was for the women specifically. Great. Yeah,
3: I, th- I think sometimes, like, um, I mean, this comes with, like, learning, even with learning certain stuff. I mean, I do, I do better with, uh, with just being around other women. Sometimes I feel like for new writers they don't necessarily feel comfortable in front of a guy because they feel like maybe they're being um, magnified. They're riding under a magnifying glass. But we definitely do, like I just did a ride to Indio this weekend, and there was four guys that want to roll with us. There's definitely, we do rides where it's all girls, and we kind of say that it's mm-hmm. just going to be a girl ride. And then there's other ones where it's just like, whoever wants to come, come. And those guys usually are always already a friend of a friend and already have rode with some of us anyways. Yeah. So. Definitely appreciate the support that we get from the
2: from the guys in our lives, whether it's our husbands or our friends or our boyfriend. Or friends. There's some girls that it's just a single girl on a bike. She doesn't have a dude to ride with, right. and she just meet other people. And it doesn't have to be, you know, there there's no like tension that you can go meet other girls that want to do the same thing. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Now, while we were on the subject, you had mentioned this uh, briefly. Uh, have you ever thought of doing any mentoring? For anybody who might want to be, who might want to get into motorcycling, or somebody who's new in motorcycling,
3: um, I don't know that like we've. I don't know that we set out to do like a specific thing. I feel like a lot of my girlfriends that don't ride that have said, "Oh, I might want to do that." I always try to encourage. Oh, good. Um, me, I tell like my cousin my cousin wants to start riding it's her dad who taught me and he wasn't really into the idea of teaching her right. so I don't know if that means he likes me a lot less because he was <laughs> all for putting me on the bike but um, I told her for, for my, my point of view I think when you go out and at least get your permit and you can do that easily by just going to the DMV, practicing online, there's like YouTube videos, I always try to start with that, I tell girls you want to be taken serious by anybody like other riders and your family members first step is getting your permit because then you're going to be able to learn and be legal
0: yes
3: so I, I try to do little stuff like that and um the show is kind of another thing like wh- why we do that is to encourage and
0: yeah.
3: maybe we might get more into like a step-by-step or sometimes we do do rides that like are like kind of before beginner. beginners yeah. and it slow and I've definitely done things where there's been girls who are afraid of getting on the freeway, and uh, my friend Becky and I have taken them out and just do like the three of us together and get them comfortable with the freeway. So we've, we I've done stuff like that. That's perfect. But it's not like it's kind of just been natural. and not like the mindset or game plan to do it. Yeah. I've, done, I've done the same thing. I've had friends who you know if this
2: is their first group ride. It's their first time on the freeway. If they just need that little, like, cheerleader in the corner, I'm mm-hmm. totally open and patient to doing that. We haven't had anything, you know, like Kanye was saying specifically of, like, this is a mentor ride. But if anybody, like, was reaching out to me through Bells on Bikes or just through Instagram or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I try to do my best to accommodate. Because if they're taking that step to ask, mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to meet other people or I've never been here before, like, I'll do my best to try to, like, you know, get out and meet If that's what it's going to take to get her comfortable,
1: yeah, I'm totally That's great. You know, because beyond, you know, telling somebody or advising them how to get their license, it's even after they have their licenses to also be there for these new people to say, okay, ride with us. We'll show you the ropes a little bit. And, you know, just to get you comfortable with a riding with a group
0: and especially
1: riding by yourself. That's another big thing. And of course the freeway riding is one thing, but also understanding how to ride, in daily commuting day-to-day traffic because yeah. you know you guys know it's you know very congested out there in california just like here it is in new jersey you know you get a lot of new riders out there and you know they don't know how to behave out on a motorcycle in traffic you know that's another thing so it's kind of that kind of guidance i think is a great thing to do and like just like what you guys are doing it's perfect
3: excellent yeah oh, here with traffic we're we're fortunate and we can still split lanes but that's yeah, kind of yeah i know Damn, that's yeah, yeah. Kind of another another milestone in itself i think for any rider it's like everyone remembers the first time they split lanes and guarantee you half the time it's not by yourself you, you've got somebody to be, to do it with you
1: yeah no i no, see now there's two there's two things and well there's lane splitting that's like when you're actually moving and you're going down the middle all right Between <laughs> now then there's then there's the I, I don't know if you're calling it filtering when you come up to a traffic light and then you get up to the front yeah now you guys are doing that too right
3: yeah, we, we do it all. We yeah. Were, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I had a friend.
2: There was... I was waiting... I was going to an event and there was a long fucking line to get into the event. And Not just I, a long
1: line, but a long fucking line.
2: No, like, it was middle of <laughs> L.A., Santa Monica Vine. It was gnarly. And I called my friend because I'm like, I'm going to stop and get gas first I'm going to call and find out where my friend is on the side. And I'm like, man, that line's so fucking long. She's like, you're on a motorcycle. Just go to the front. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like... So I just skipped all these cars and I went right in the front and the guys at the gate opened it right up. There was special parking for me. Like when you're nice, if you have an advantage, use it. You know, I'm not I'm not shy about it. So I I try to be safe. I'm not like, oh, I need to be going 80 and these guys are only going 65. Like I personally try to be safe and use those things to my advantage.
1: So now when you said there was special parking, was it? Special Durag Debbie parking, or was it just motorcycle <laughs> parking, or was it just well your lane splitting? So come on in.
2: No, there is there is special bike parking. Oh, cool. There. So and and I got to bypass all the pedestrians too. So I'm just like on my motorcycle. Nice. See
1: here set. in Jersey, when you get a situation like that, they're like screw you, you can wait in line like everybody
3: else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we went. Where there's like cage animosity, but
1: not <laughs> <laughs> no, so nobody gives you when you're late, when you're late splitting or filming, nobody gives you a hard time, huh? I don't
2: know, I can't see him. I'm already past him. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so that's the attitude, I understand now. Okay,
2: that's
1: good. <laughs> <forgot all> that. <laughs> uh, so what's next for Girl on a Moto? When's your next episode coming up?
3: Um, so we are going to, well, he kind of lets me just decide that, and sometimes I get like anxious and we have a really good episode that we're, i'm going to put it out friday and it's um with jen hallett she's an artist uh she does like lettering custom lettering on helmets tanks all kinds okay. of stuff she's badass and so we we sat down with her and we're going to put that out this week and then um we are going to this is new for beulah and i but kind of do like a beyond girl on a moto and, oh. that's yeah. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> and it's going to be like little mini shows that kind of recap or you know throw out people had on the show what they're doing now and okay. kind of just give you know like little recap shows that maybe not full-on episode
1: did and you then, do anything to your helmets
3: um no i my husband also does uh, lettering and stuff like that so naturally, I let him do my helmet. But she did do some really cool, it was like a thing at Babe's Ride Out where you could take your helmet and you could choose almost like flash, like tattoos and, and paint on. The girls went up to her, picked something out, and she painted on their helmet right then and there. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. All
1: right.
0: But she's
3: amazing stuff. Her, her yeah. stuff's great.
1: And what else you got? Anything else coming up? Any, aside from that particular guest, what other kind of guests you got coming on? Because I want to steal them.
2: So I
3: don't even know what we got coming up. <laughs> so um, we kind of have a few ideas. Like I know Fiola and I want to do a a one k in a day, and so we might do an episode just purely focused on the bare necessities and what one k in a day entails. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have a friend who started a a, a blog called the Sleeze Dolls, and so they kind of do. Uh, not what we do because it's different. It's a podcast, but just a blog where chicks, you know, can go look at reviews of different helmets, gears. Okay. Stuff up. So we're going to have them on too. Um, and kind of just go with the flow. I usually only have like three weeks or three episodes in my head. And then by wow, that,
1: go, you go that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I already
3: kind of really have a game plan of who I want on the show.
1: Great. So, uh, how can people learn more about your podcast? So to, uh, Listen to you, find out where you are. Facebook. Go, yeah. Instagram, so
3: Instagram. we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes. And we also have a website, and so the website is a really great way because you can email us directly from there too, and it all it all comes back to me. And that's kind of where we want you know people if they have questions or topics or guest suggestions i would say the website and instagram is kind of a really great great place for them to do that um facebook we're getting rolling on that too now so kind of all the social media outlets and then the website
1: excellent anything else you want to say to our listeners that might want to come listen to you guys
3: um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> no? All right, ladies, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me here on the podcast. And uh, yeah. I, I encourage everyone to check out Girl Onomoto Podcast. Uh, go to their website. All the links to this will be in the show notes, and you get to learn more about them. And uh, make sure you comment on uh, Helen Babies and Durek. <laughs> I knew that was
3: coming. it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, <he's there>. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna stick it's gonna stick ladies thank you very much
3: thank you
1: bye, bye. bye. thank you for listening to this episode 125 you just heard Connie and Beulah from Girl on a Moto from Southern California out there enjoying the lovely warm weather unlike us here in pretty much most of the country at this very moment but uh, don't forget, when you do, uh, check them out over at the uh, uh, Girl on a Moto. I think they're on Libsyn, they said. And you can also check them out on Facebook, Girl on a Moto. And make sure you comment to Helen Babies and, of course, Durag Debbie. All right. Or Debbie Durag. I can't remember what we called her. But anyway, that's, uh, again, Connie and Beulah from Girl on a Moto. So check them out. Uh coming up uh, like I said next, not sure what we're going to do next week, but don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters uh whose links you can find on our links page on the website, but uh, please by all means please patronize them and remember now all these people who do these kind of things, podcasts and moto blogs and Facebook and YouTube that all encourage motorcycles, they are sharing our passion with you our listeners. So thank you very much. Um that's about it for now. Thank you very much for listening. Episode 125, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Thanks for listening. And for Tim Buck, two Chris the Joker, I am Ted Wrongway, your host. Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Good night, kids.